0: The Mary Lee Taylor Program Brought to you by Pet, America's first evaporated milk Welcome to the Mary Lee Taylor Program Featuring the story of the week about that lovable pair, Jim and Sally Carter And the pet recipe of the week from Mary Lee Taylor's Friendly Kitchen if you'd like a collection of wonderful fail-proof recipes all put together in a handy 16-page booklet, then send today for a copy of Mary Lee Taylor's latest recipe collection called Main Dishes, Salads, and Dessert. It's free. It's yours for the asking. Just write Mary Lee Taylor, care of this station, or to Pet Milk, St. Louis, Zone 1, Missouri. I'll give that address again later, but right now it's Mary Lee on NBC. And here she is. Mary Lee Taylor. Thank you, Del King.
1: And hello, everybody. Today's story is called Sally Makes Up Her Mind. And one of the things that helped Sally make up her mind was the remark made by an old but not very dear friend. I
2: caught a glimpse of your husband the other night, concentrating on a very striking brunette.
0: (laughs) Wow. Husband leaves to take job in big city, wife stays home, wife hears rumors, wife packs up. Is that it? You'll hear the whole story in just a minute. But first,
1: I promise that right after today's story, we'll plan a meal. A wonderful meal that you can prepare for four people for just about $1.74.
0: Isn't she terrific? Why, that's just about 43 cents a serving.
1: Yes, and it's a grand meal, too. The kind you'd be proud to serve even when your husband's new boss comes to dinner. The main attraction of the meal is a delicious combination called pork jams with creamed peas. And that,
0: ladies and gentlemen, is the recipe of the week.
1: And one of my favorites from our new collection of holiday
0: recipes. Yes, and pork jams with creamed peas is just one of dozens of extra good, extra wholesome dishes you can make with pet milk. Pet, remember, is good, sweet whole milk concentrated to double richness. And what a difference that double richness makes in cooking, in coffee, on cereals. And what a difference pet can make in your food bill, too. For this wonderful milk actually costs less, generally, than any other form of milk. So when it's milk you need, get pet. And now let's find out what's happening to our young friend Sally Carter.
1: young Sally Carter is going to have a baby has caused all sorts of upsets in the Carter family.
2: First, there was Sally herself, who said, But Dr. Babcock, we can't have a baby now, or Jim's taking a new job. We have to move to Capital City. We've no place to live. It's the worst time in the world for us to have a baby. Then Martha Hayes, Sally's mother,
1: added to the confusion by saying, I can't imagine my very first grandchild being born anywhere but in Midland. I wonder if Sally couldn't stay with us until after the baby comes. Of course, Jim had his own idea about what his wife should do and said, Sally's leaving Midland when I leave. She's my wife. She belongs with me. But Dan Hayes, Sally's
3: father, really had the last word. If I can just persuade Jim that Sally wants to stay in Midland and then convince Sally that Jim would really rather go to Capital City alone... Yes, Dan Hayes had the last word. And Jim is now in Capital City
1: alone, and Sally is still in Midland with her family. And it's a pretty lonesome Sally who calls to her teenage sister, Peggy, to ask...
2: Was that the mailman, Peg? Uh-huh, just a minute. Golly, I hope there's a letter from Jim. I know it's stupid to be worried about him, but I don't know. Jim needs someone to sort of keep him on the right track.
4: Mm, Nothing but ads and and a magazine. Oh, here's a letter for you.
2: Oh, Oh, it's from Mary Lawrence. Thanks, Peggy.
4: Oh, don't look so sunk, sis. Snap out of it. Jim's okay?
2: You don't know Jim like I do. He's really just a big kid in a lot of ways. Well, maybe this will be good for him. He leans on you an awful lot without knowing it. But Peggy's been gone a whole week and only one letter. So what? The guy's busy. Starting on a new job and everything? Yes, and I have a funny feeling about that new job. He didn't even mention it in his letter, Just said he'd found a room at the Wilshire Hotel and was getting along okay. Oh,
4: Sally. Come on, let's take a walk around the block. You've been staying so close to home, you're beginning to talk like... like a woman having a baby.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I guess you're right, Peg. Come on, let's go. I could use a little of this cool October air.
4: Sure, and who knows? Maybe we'll bump into someone who knows just what to say to cheer you up.
2: Peggy, this was a wonderful idea. Oh, it's a heavenly day, isn't it? Mm-hmm, sure is. Why, on a day like this, something good is bound to happen. Oh, oh you spoke too soon. Here comes Estelle Morris, and that ain't good. It looks as if she crossed the street especially to see us. Now, Peggy, let's be polite. Oh, hello, Estelle. Hello, Sally,
4: dear. And little Peggy. Good afternoon, Mrs. Morris. I was just on my way over to
2: see you, Sally, darling. You do have my sympathy. It's just a pity. Hmm? What's the pity? I didn't know I was in line for anybody's sympathy. Aren't you brave? Stuck here in Midland to have a baby while your good-looking husband is free to gallivant around in Capital City. Jim went to Capital City to take a new job, Estelle. Yes, yes of course. Well... Men certainly have the best of everything in this world, don't they? Well, Jim certainly
4: has the best of everything. He has Sally. Well, (laughs) that's
2: not exactly what I was thinking. What were you thinking, Estelle? I was thinking the housing shortage has wrecked a lot of marriages. I hope yours won't be another one. I'm quite sure it won't, Estelle. You see, we simply decided not to even look for a house in Capital City until Jim gets established. So he can concentrate on his new job, you know. Hmm. We had a glimpse of Jim when we were in Capitol City yesterday. He was in the hotel lobby, concentrating on a very striking brunette. Sally, you don't believe it, do you? Believe what Estelle said about Jim? <laughs> Why not? After all, Jim isn't supposed to be in solitary confinement. Just the same. I don't believe he was concentrating on any female. Well, don't let it upset you, honey. It doesn't bother me. Jim has his faults, but that isn't one of them.
4: I hate women like a still, Well,
2: forget about it, baby. Here we are back home. It was a good walk and... It's almost dinner time. Yeah. I just hope that Dad is in a better mood tonight than he was last night.
4: If he isn't, I've a good notion to tell him what I know. What do you mean, Peggy? Oh, nothing. But sooner or later, it's bound to come out.
3: Mm, Mighty good dinner, Martha. Thank you, Dan. You're not eating anything, Sally. What's the matter?
2: Huh? Oh, nothing at all. I feel fine, Dad. And don't pull that old line about Sally having to eat for two, Dad. Peggy, there's no way
4: for
3: you to talk to your father. <clears throat> uh, Sally, uh, what do you hear from Jim? That's just the trouble. Uh, he's getting along fine, Dad. Why, sure, sure. I knew he would. You can see now that it's much better for you to be here while he gets settled in the new job, can't you?
2: Well, I... Oh, yeah, I get it. Maybe it's Jim. You go ahead with dessert. I don't want anything more. In hello,
3: hello. This Mrs. Hayes?
2: No, this is Sally.
3: Oh, well, I guess maybe you're the one I ought to talk to anyway. This is Ed Corey.
2: Oh yes, Ed. How are you?
3: I don't think you ought to tell your father, Sally. I know how he feels about Jim, but I think you ought to know. What?
2: What is it, Ed?
3: Well, I was in Capital City this week, and your dad thought it might be a good idea for me to look up Jim.
2: Oh, well, that's wonderful. How is he, Ed?
3: Well, I tried every night for three nights to get him at the hotel, and he was never in. Then I tried at the office, and he wasn't there either. (laughs) Well, this fire certainly feels good tonight. Yes, doesn't it? There's nothing as cold as the late autumn rain. Martha? Yes, Dan? What's the matter with Sally? Why did she hurry from the table tonight? She hardly ate a thing.
2: Well, I don't know, Dan. Well,
4: I can tell you what's the matter. This afternoon, we ran into a still Morris, a cat, and she She said she'd seen Jim in the Wilshire Hotel lobby Concentrating on some striking brunette Peggy, you're making that up And that's not all Ed Corey, that was who called a while ago Said he'd tried to get Jim on the phone Three nights in a row and never
3: could find him Oh, that Jim Carter, what's he up to now? I'm not sure Jim's up to anything,
1: Dan Right now, I'm wondering if a very cruel mistake Hasn't been made in this family Martha, what do you mean? Where are you going? I'm going to wash the dishes, Dan I can always think better while I'm working.
3: Well, what are you thinking?
1: I don't know, Dan. I guess I was thinking that, well, it's it's no good trying to run somebody else's life, you know. It's, It's
3: almost like trying to play God. Well, I'll be... I never heard of such nonsense in my whole life. Jim Carter is a pig-headed, irresponsible... Yes, Dan. And he also happens to be the man Sally loved and the man she married. And you're finding fault with me because I kept her from going
1: with him to Capital City. No, not finding fault, Dan. Just saying that Sally's grown now
3: and we have no right to try to influence her one way or another. Well, maybe that's what you think, but it isn't what I think. I'm glad I got Jim to go to Capital City alone. I'm glad I worked it so Sally stayed here with us. If you were thinking straight at all, you'd be glad, too, after the things we've been hearing about, Jim... He probably doesn't even have a job in Capital City.
1: I guess I'm not sure what I think, Dan.
2: It worries me, though, because now there's nothing Sally can do except wait. That's where you're wrong, Mom. Sally! It seems I've waited long enough. Maybe a bit too long. Now, see here, Sally. Dad, I love you and Mom very much. But I love Jim, too. And I've known all along that wherever he is, I ought to be there with him.
3: Sally, there are some things you don't know. You're
2: right, Dad. For instance... I don't know what you said to Jim to make him leave me here with you in Midland. To make you... to
3: to, why I just said what any thinking father would. He had no right to expect you, now of all times, to go off alone to a strange city without a place to live and be a burden on him.
2: So, that was it. You as much as said, I didn't want to go with him. And I
3: Sally, I've never lied to you in my life.
2: No, I guess you couldn't call it lying exactly. You were doing what you thought was right. And now, I've got to do what I think is right. Sally, where are you going? I'm going to Jim, of course, just as fast as I can. I'm going to prove to him that I know how to be a wife as well as a daughter, before before it's too late. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I do know this is what I should have done all along. Here, Sally, let me help you pass. I don't need any help, Mom. I'm almost past now, and I feel good, good. That will girl, Sally.
1: That's my sister. Sally, honey, I can see now why you'd want to go and be with Jim.
2: All these rumors going around. It isn't the rumors, Mom. I don't think for one minute that Jim's running around with a striking brunette or skip the state or anything like that. But I know he needs I knew it all along, and I need him. And I'm going tonight, Sally. You could wait until morning. It's such a horrible night. I know, Mom. Dad's gone out in a huff, and you'd like me to wait until he comes back home. But I can't, Mom. Please try to understand. (sighs) I guess the trouble is, baby. I do understand.
4: Golly, Dad will blow his cough when he gets home and finds you gone. I know, and I'm sorry it had to be that way. Are you sure he thought you'd wait until he got home, but no. Mrs. Carter calls a cab. Mrs. Carter takes the night train to Capital City to meet her love. Oh, glory, it's just
2: like something out of the movies. Well, here we are, honey. Take my bag, will you? It isn't very heavy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all right, driver. I believe that's the right amount. Oh, no, don't bother with the bag. We'll manage it all right. Come on, Peggy. We haven't too much time. Oh, not so fast, honey. The train doesn't leave for 10 minutes. I know it. But while you're picking up my ticket, I want to put in a phone call to Jim. I tried from home, but the lines were busy. Don't let me miss the train, though. Mrs. Carter. Will you try that capital city number again? And hurry, please. Who are you calling, please? Mr. Jim Carter at the Wilshire Hotel. One moment, please. I'm sorry, Mrs. Carter.
4: The Wilshire operator reports that Mr. Carter checked out three days ago. Checked out? Is there any other number I can try?
2: No. No. The only other number I know is his office. He won't be there till tomorrow morning.
4: We can try again in the morning.
2: No. No, thanks so much. I guess I can send a wire from the train.
1: anybody's guess what awaits Sally Carter when she arrives at the Capital City Union Station. Be sure to be with us for next Saturday's story of the week called Strange Reunion."
0: And now come along with us to Mary Lee Taylor's kitchen and hear all about how you can save money on your grocery bill and still serve your family good, hit-the-spot food like pork gems with cream peas. This meat-stretching main dish is one of Mary Lee Taylor's favorites. It's from the new recipe book called Main Dishes, Salads, and Desserts. And remember, you can get a free copy of this valuable 16-page book as easy as this. Just print on a postcard your name and address and the words, Main Dishes. Mail the card to Mary Lee Taylor, care of this station, or to Pet Milk, St. Louis, Zone 1, Missouri.
1: And if there's a tiny baby in your family, do let me send you the marvelous Pet Milk book called Your Baby. Its 64 pages are packed with information about the care and training of a baby, all approved by a well-known doctor. The book also tells how you can be sure that your baby will have sound teeth, strong straight bones, and make the best of growth. So do send for your gift copy of this book today. Just a word, baby book, and your name and address on a postcard addressed to me, Mary Lee Taylor, care of this station, or to Pet Milk, St. Louis, Zone 1, Missouri, will bring this book to you.
0: Mary Lee? Yes, Dell. I'm worried. Your recipe of the week is for pork gems with creamed peas. Don't you know this is National Apple Week? (laughs) That I do. And the
1: pork gems, which are like individual meatloaves, ...are each topped with tempting rings of glazed apples.
0: Mmm, sounds good. Pork and apples just sort of, well, belong together.
1: And if you think the combination of pork and apples sounds good... ...just listen to this meal that costs, in most markets, as little for four people.
0: $1.74 for four people, and that's only about $0.43 per person. But uh, what kind of a meal can you serve for only that much money? Pork jam with creamed peas. Mm Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Mashed
1: potatoes. Yeah. Wedges of lettuce and salad dressing. Any bread and butter? Yes. Butter bread, which makes about a pound of butter-like spread out of just a half pound of butter. And the recipe is in the book we talked about just a few minutes ago.
0: Come on, now. Don't don't be so commercial. (laughs) What else do I get for my (laughs) 43 cents, huh?
1: (laughs) Chocolate pudding and hot coffee. Sold. Of course, to prepare a meal like that for just about 43 cents a person, you need to use money-saving items like canned peas bottled salad dressing, packaged pudding powder,
0: and pet milk. Oh, sure, sure. And um, how do you make the main attraction of the meal? You know, those pork gems? Well, you just get a pound of
1: ground lean pork, some pet milk, rolled oats, apples and seasonings, sage, salt, pepper, and sugar, and a little shortening. And then? Then you follow this fail-proof pet recipe. Oh, wait a
0: minute, not so fast. Wait till I get a pencil and paper so I can write it down along with our listeners. All
1: right, say when.
0: Okay, when. And, uh, oh, maybe I'd better write that name at the top of the paper. Pork gems. All right, Mary Lee, shoot.
1: Well, uh, first you mix the following
0: ingredients together. One pound of ground lean pork. One pound ground lean pork. Got it. Two-thirds cup pet milk. Two-thirds cup... Um, what kind of milk did you say? What do you think? <laughs> okay. Two-thirds cup pet milk. Then what? One-half cup rolled oats. One-half cup rolled oats. Okay, go ahead. One-half teaspoon powdered sage. One-half teaspoon powdered sage. Ah, oh, that's good. I love the flavor of sage. One-and-one-fourth teaspoon salt. One-and-one-fourth teaspoon salt. Yes, ma'am, at all? No, one more item. One-eighth teaspoon pepper. One-eighth teaspoon pepper. That's uh, meat, milk, oats, and seasonings all mixed together. That's right.
1: Then press that mixture into eight large-greased muffin cups.
0: Press into eight large-greased muffin cups. Okay, got my pressing all done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Next, bake in slow oven, 325 degrees, 45 minutes, or until brown.
0: Hope I'm getting that down right. Bake in slow oven, 325 degrees... 45 minutes. Or until brown. Oh, okay. Uh, Is that all there is to it? No, not quite.
1: Now, remove the cores from two apples. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Remove cores from two apples. Mm -hmm. Next.
1: Cut each apple into four slices.
0: Cut each apple into four slices. Okay, MLT, proceed. Dip the apple slices
1: in two tablespoons of sugar. Mmm,
0: I like this part. Dip. Apple slices in two tablespoons sugar.
1: Then cook until tender in three tablespoons hot shortening.
0: Cook until tender in three tablespoons hot shortening. Well, what do you know? (laughs) Finally, you remove the baked meat mixture from the cups and top each individual serving with a slice of cooked apple. Okay. Top each juicy brown pork gem with a slice of tender-cooked apple and bring them to the table with a smile on your face.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, a smile's a good idea, but also bring the pork gems to the table with creamed peas. It's a wonderful combination.
0: Check and double-check. You see, while this recipe for pork gems was being tested in the Pet Mill kitchen, I managed to be hanging around just as Mary Lee was taking them out of the oven. And golly, one taste of pork gems with creamed peas, and I knew that was one that would be picked as the recipe of the week. Oh,
1: and that reminds me, in the book we're offering today, Main Dishes, Salads, and Desserts, you'll find an easy recipe for creamed peas, including what I think is the perfect sauce for creaming all sorts of vegetables. And now for some tips that will make your meat dollars go further. First, in buying pork to be ground, do ask for lean meat, such as a piece from the shoulder. The less fat there is, the less your meat shrinks during the baking. Baking the pork gems or any meat, in a slow oven also helps cut down shrinkage. Another suggestion, when you buy apples for this dish, select red-skinned ones, and don't peel them. The red of the skins adds an appetizing color, and leaving the skins on also helps to hold the apple slices in shape... And add some extra nourishment, too.
0: There's another ingredient that adds extra nourishment and extra goodness, too. And that's pet milk. You see, pet milk, because it's whole milk that's double rich, keeps those pork gems nice and juicy, just the way you like them best. And this double rich milk also gives those pork gems a grand flavor. And when it comes to extra nourishment, well, the fact that pet milk is double rich means that it gives you a double measure of protective whole milk substances substances like bodybuilding protein and important minerals. And surprisingly enough, pet milk, with all its advantages, costs less generally than any other form of milk. Believe me, every meal you serve will be a better meal when you use pet milk and Mary Lee Taylor recipes.
1: And do be sure to send today for the recipe book called Main Dishes, Salads, and Desserts. It's a book that will be helpful to you every day in the week. And to get a free copy, all you have to do is print your name and address and the words main dishes on a postcard, and send the card to me, Mary Lee Taylor, care of this station, or to Pet Milk, St. Louis, Zone 1, Missouri. Next Saturday, our recipe of the week is for a most unusual and delicious main dish, which you can prepare for a family of four with only one-fourth pound of meat. It's a very easy way to cut down on your food bill and an easy way to please your family. So do be with us for this recipe and for next Saturday's story of the week called Strange Reunion.
0: In just a minute, Mary Lee will give you today's recipe for happiness. But first, a reminder that for more of Mary Lee Taylor's new recipes and meal planning ideas, look for the Pep Milk display in your favorite grocery store and help yourself to one of the handy take-home folders featured with that display.
1: And tonight, don't miss hearing radio sensational young singing star Vic Damone on the Pep Milk show. With Hollis Shaw, The Serenaders... And Gus Henshin and his Pet Milk Orchestra.
0: Remember, Vic DeMone and the Pet Milk Show is heard tonight over most of these same NBC stations. So check your newspaper for the exact time. And now, Mary Lee with today's recipe for happiness. To
1: forget is one great secret of happiness. To forget is the way of nature herself who knows no past, who begins afresh at every hour. And now until next Saturday, this is Mary Lee Taylor saying goodbye and happy homemaking.
0: Goodbye, Mary Lee Taylor, and good luck and good health to all of you from PET, America's first evaporated milk. PET milk is the all-family, all-purpose milk that has been a favorite in millions of homes for more than three generations. And you save money when you use pet milk because pet costs less generally than any other form of milk. So when it's milk you need, get pet. And now an important message. When you give to your local community chest, nearly half the families in your city will benefit directly through this aid in solving individual and family problems as they arise. A single gift to community chest means a gift to all the combined services to the hospitals and clinics, the family and child welfare organizations, the youth and recreation centers in your community. By giving generously to your local community chest, you can be sure that your money is going to organizations which are doing a good job where it is needed most, day after day, month after month. Remember, when it's the community chest, everybody benefits, everybody gives. The story of Sally Carter is directed by Al Chance. Del King speaking.